Barney's doesn't guarantee success. Vogue doesn't guarantee success. What guarantees success is if you actually find an audience that actually loves your product. We've been very slow to change in terms of how technology has impacted our lives. A new social network can pop up overnight and completely change our business model. Hello and welcome to the Glossy Podcast, our weekly show where we discuss fashion, luxury, and technology with the people making change happen. I'm your host and Glossy senior reporter, Hillary Milnes, and this week we are recording live from the NRF Big Show in New York City. Joining me right now is Hampton Catlin. Did I say your last name right? You got it. Got it. Nailed it. Senior Director of Engineering at Rent the Runway. So we were chatting earlier. Just tell us what what you guys are doing here at NRF. You have some new in-store tech that you're showcasing. Uh, I want you to tell us a little bit about the store, the in-store experience and how that's that's getting a bit of an update. Yeah, yeah. So <clears throat> we started, obviously, or if people who know about Rent the Runway, yeah. we started as a website. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously, like everybody else, we've expanded into mobile. And about five years ago, we opened our first retail store, mm-hmm. um, which seems like a whole thing going from e-com to <laughs> actual uh, uh, physical locations. And for us, so our original kind of business model is always you know, I have a really, really important event and I want to wear something really, really expensive to it, but it's kind of doesn't make sense for me to buy it and only wear it once. Um, so that was kind of the original Eureka moment that um, Jen Hyman and, uh, had and kind of has built the business over the last eight years doing that. Uh, so our store started as kind of these showrooms for really you know, expensive and nice dresses coming in for your high stakes event. I have a gala, like somebody rushing in and just saying like, help me out with my gala. Mm-hmm. Um, that was really the original model for our stores. But uh, about 20 months ago, we launched our first subscription uh, offering called Unlimited, where uh, for, you, for $159 a month, you can get four items at a time and you can exchange them whenever you want. Unlimited, mm-hmm. number of times, yep. TM. <laughs> um, and uh, we couple months later enabled that in stores. So we allowed people, our, our subscription customers, to come into the store and exchange the items they had at home um, for for their next item. And as soon as we did that, it basically put a lot of pressure on our stores. Our stores were not prepared for the onslaught of fashionable women who uh, are busy. They're looking to just get on with their day. They want to come into a little bit of free shopping first thing in the morning or right after work, right. get something great to wear, mm-hmm. um, and then move on with their day. Move on with their day is a very important part here. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, we've basically been investing a lot in technologies that allow uh, you to kind of rapidly uh, check out in the store or mm-hmm. do any of the servicing that you need to do when you walk in. So our customers can come in and get out. Um, and only focus on the fun parts, like trying on new things. Right. Uh, so yeah, we, we've partnered with Isla here, which is a, a manufacturer of these really beautiful um, scanners uh, that are kind of iPad mm-hmm. uh, devices that we have, we, we, we basically tried them out and we're, they blew us away and we have put them in all of our stores. We have, I think, at least four in every single store that we have. Um, and yes, yeah, so we're building a whole bunch of kind of self-servicing stuff. So that's that's really been our strategy is uh, get you in and out really right. quick. Right. And so when you, it's funny because I'm sure the store, like you said, the stores came into uh, a, a bigger, much bigger role within the company mm-hmm. when Unlimited started. Was mm-hmm. that? Did you know that at, that was going to happen? How long have you been with Rent the Runway? So I've been with Rent the Runway for a year. Okay. So uh, Unlimited preceded you. It it did. I mean, but not the putting in stores part. Uh huh. So, uh, that was kind of the first thing I worked on, and um, you know, I didn't. I actually don't have a background in retail. Mm. Um, I've worked in 
a whole lot of different industries doing technology. Um, and I was just, when I was kind of interviewing, it was, it was up in the air about what, where I would focus first. So I was coming in as kind of an experienced engineer, uh, leader, um, and kind of in discussions, I was like, I want to do retail. Right. Uh, which I think surprised some of the people at the company. They're like, like, give me a challenge. <laughs> well, it's just, it's entirely different, right? The, the rules and how things work and, and you know, there's so much uh, to innovate there. And obviously, you know, I think the retail market generally is, is you know, it's, it's actually been growing in numbers, but we're, we're seeing big changes mm -hmm. in, uh, like, I think Sam's Club just this week right. just shut down, like, yeah. a large percent it's, of their plate. Like, it's kind of grim if you think about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and here we are at the NRF yeah. where basically 100% of the people around here are here for one purpose, and that's to try to figure out, you know, what the future retail looks like. Right. Um, and I, you know, I think for me, uh, I'm really into the the idea that you can have this great feeling from your clothes without having the waste of buying something mm -hmm. and not wearing it multiple times. Right. Um, so, uh, actually, when I first started, I remember thinking that uh, ecologically, you know, we're mailing, we're basically sending these dresses back and forth all you know all over the country over and over again. Mm -hmm. um, and I was like, wow, you know, that that must that must have a negative ecological impact versus buying stuff. Uh, turns no. out that is definitely not the case. <laughs> uh, so we had um, some people, you know, kind of actually do some research on this, and uh, you know, it, it is crazy how much energy it takes to produce cotton and mm -hmm. to ship the things and produce them and like everything before they hit, get to the U.S. and the store shelves. So um, apparently, mailing stuff back and forth in a jet airplane is far, far better for the... <laughs> yeah, than buying something and only wearing it once. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, and, and I think that it's just such a cool experience. Like, our customers love our stores because mm -hmm. it's their closet. Right. That's how they treat it. Um, and you can go in and, and, you know, like we were saying, if you're an unlimited subscriber, you need to maximize every single day. And so the faster that you can sort of swap in and out uh, whatever you have on hand, the better. Uh, it's, it's interesting. What do you think... We've looked at... Um, direct-to-consumer brands that started online, that migration to the in-store, mm -hmm. uh, the physical retail world. Obviously, I think the message is that the, the physical store is not dead, but you guys are a, a different case. You're not a brand. Uh, you're you're a more of a retailer, a subscription company. But what can other retailers learn from what you guys have done with the store? There's a big emphasis on personalization, knowing who people are, where they are in the journey when they do enter the store and giving them a, a utility. Like, if even if you don't want to shop around, browse around, you have a reason to visit the store. If you're a regular retailer, how do you look at that, that success and what you guys have done with the model and adapt it? Yeah, I think what, <laughs> kind of my, my view on this is, uh, you know, the, the original, not original, <laughs> it's relatively modern, but the, mm -hmm. the big box store kind of model, right? That originally, you know, destroyed smaller, uh, mom and pop shops because you had so much selection available to you. So if you wanted to go buy some tires or a dress or anything, right, you could walk into your Sears Roebuck um, and we just have a, a level of variety mm -hmm. and choice that you were unparalleled at the time. Right. And I think that was the original model kind of a, the big box store. Um, and I think that's where e-commerce has really come in and start to hurt because in a way, e-commerce is a bigger big box store. Mm -hmm. I mean, it has... Limitless it's, box. <laughs> it's, it's everything you could possibly want. Um, and so I think that that puts a challenge to, you know, okay, sure, I can get 10 types of tires here at the store, but I can mm -hmm. get 100 um, elsewhere. And, uh, you know, the lowering cost of shipping and all sorts of stuff has really changed that. I think 
what we're in a weird way, us being an e-com company, our availability online is always going to be far, far better than our stores. Mm-hmm. I mean, we have we have I think half a million units at this point uh, of inventory, and you know it's growing continuously, um, and uh, you know that's the choice you get online. But the thing about a physical store, and our stores are are not giant. <laughs> themselves, you know, we only right. have about a thousand units on the floor at a time, mm-hmm. uh, depending on the store. Um, but what people are going for is to have an experience, mm-hmm. right? The thing that you can't do with, you know, tire shopping online with a hundred things is like see them, like feel them, experience them, mm-hmm. uh, imagine yourself with them, right? <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> the relationship with the clothes, exactly the relationship. <laughs> and I think you know, for clothes, uh, there's nothing like. Does it fit me? Right. Like, of course. So we, you know, I think originally one of the one of the original insights that Jen Hyman had, um, who I really wish could be here. I know. Right? We'd be, she'd be so great. She actually she was an early guest on the Glossy Podcast. Yeah, so, so we're getting deeper. Into yeah, you're, like the runway <laughs> you're going deeper. The guests. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, you know, but, but it was that the original events business they would include include a backup size for free, mm-hmm. um, and you know the idea was you know, it makes sense. Like I'm either a two or a four. Um, in my wildest dreams. Um, <laughs> and that was kind of the, it, it was a great insight, but the thing that it doesn't account for is flatter. Um, and it's the part that no matter yeah. if it fits. Do I just like it? Well, right, and do you look good and it doesn't match, how, you know, do you, yes, all, all the intangibles. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that that's actually what our retail stores have provided. And I think other retail stores can absolutely do. You can bring that experience of what is it like for me, mm-hmm. right? Um, and we, we absolutely use personalization for this stuff. We, you know, our customers give us a lot of information about themselves. Um, they're happy to. They mm-hmm. rate and review and let us know they, they hate it what they love. Because they know what they'll get back in exchange. I think that's the biggest thing that retailers absolutely. haven't, for the most part, nailed. It's like, why would I bother? Why would I take time mm-hmm. and mental energy out of my day to right. share with you my personal information? But with Run the Runway, there's a, there's a clear play, uh, payoff. Well, because you're, you know, you're getting... It, it really becomes a community feeling, and especially with their subscription business, it's it's really interesting. So there's a um, there's always with our customers the classic story is that there's a hesitation the first time they rent something, right? Because it's like, oh, is that is that somebody else's clothes? Yeah. Like, what does it what does that mean? <laughs> am I like am I thrift shopping at this point? Like, right. what what you know? And I think uh, the way society has been because it's been so difficult to produce things. Like, if you think about you know, the early you know, high fashion in France and, you know, the, uh, let's see, even 18th century mm. kind of stuff, right? You would, you would have one of something. And right. then to make it itself, to, to have it uh, was a great honor, right? <laughs> um, and things didn't really last long. Mm-hmm. Um, and so newness was so important. And, and as the Industrial Revolution has continued, uh, you know, we've just gotten better at producing stuff. Now everybody has that you're an aristocrat in France, basically. Right. I, I can wear this new jacket. every single day. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and especially, you know, fast fashion, which which for us, honestly, is our biggest competition. Mm-hmm. Like, that's that's who we uh, talk about and think about. Just because it, what what they're providing is pop in, grab mm-hmm. something you like. and Quick it's not, fix. Yeah, it's a quick fix. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but I think we also really still believe in real designers and really, you know, we help fund a lot of designers, right. um, especially young designers. And that's something we're, we're definitely going to continue to do in the future. Um, and I think it's it's kind of shifted though now that we're like, can we make nicer things and have them be shared? And I think um, 
what it's caused is once you get used to the idea that you're wearing clothes other people have, mm -hmm. our subscribers feel like they're kind of in a, a sisterhood together. <laughs> like, for They want to share reviews. They want to be they honest do. about it. They post yeah. pics. They post pictures and they want to share things, what they hated, what they loved. Do they, like, it, it's, it's this weird... Um, yeah, sisterhood that kind of forms. <laughs> and, and I, you know, I, I don't come from a fashion background or a retail background. Yeah. This is all... You're not uh, in the sisterhood. I, I'm no. not. I'm, I, I'm married to a guy. I, yeah. I, like, I, know, I know so little. When I first started, I had, to, I had to figure out, like, I didn't know how female sizes worked at right. all. I'm like, small, medium, large. I don't know. <laughs> it's not complicated, you know, but I, it I is. don't understand. Uh, don't worry. Now I, I'm, I'm very... Right. Very right. expert right. in fashion, so... I think what's, what's really interesting for, for you guys as you are focusing more on the stores is, is like right now there's there's one store in Manhattan mm -hmm. I'm sure you have plans for more in Manhattan alone uh, so how would that inventory if you're in Flatiron versus the Upper East Side could you do you have enough customer data that you could tailor the inventory make it the best that it could possibly be for that specific neighborhood yes yeah <laughs> oh wait was that do you yeah. want more yeah no, no no go on how do you do it <laughs> no I, okay this is an area where, and there's a lot of areas like this, and I think we can be open about it, that we are figuring stuff out. Mm -hmm. We have the data. We have machine learning algorithms, right? But what, you know, what we haven't exactly figured out, and I don't think anybody has yet, but we're, we're actively experimenting. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, it's what's the scale of that personalization, mm -hmm. right? Like, um, if we put a, a store in the Upper East Side and we want to fill it with things that people like how micro can we be like is is there a street where everybody likes leopard print mm -hmm. and another street where everybody likes lace mm -hmm. like what, what is, is it about a particular customer on that street that mm -hmm. should drive it so you know in a way if you think about it if, if we put 100 things in should 10 of them be very specific for hillary should right. we put things in there <laughs> 10 things just for you right. or tell me when they're there and i'll just run in and grab exactly them. and then maybe other people look at it and go no 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 i would never wear that right mm -hmm. like but we're really just just for you kind of thing mm -hmm. um but obviously there's some you know you can only have so many in that model with 10 people and 100 things i can only do that for 10 people right um so you kind of have an issue there and so or do you do overlaps right but then you end up with just your most popular items like mm -hmm. um and i think that that is something that everybody's still trying to figure out like mm -hmm. what doing online recommendations is fairly straightforward because you are targeting just one person you have unlimited items um and you're trying to make a suggestion uh when we're actually placing things and by the way for us every time we place something there is a cost uh -huh. um not as much as regular retailer i guess which actually has to buy the item and right. ship it to the store <laughs> uh, we, we've already got the items uh, but, you know, we have to ship it there. When it's there, it's not somewhere else. Right. Right? And, you know, we're trying to maximize. Like, we really are a sharing economy company. That is that is absolutely what we're doing. And it didn't start that way. Um, it started as kind of a good deal. Right. Um, but now we are absolutely in the, in the sharing economy. Um, and, you know, yeah, we're, we're every time somebody has something, somebody else doesn't have it. Mm -hmm. And so how do you build that so that everybody's happy? Mm -hmm. And I think that, you know, do we have the perfect solution today? No. Work um, in progress. We're, I mean, we, ha we, have, we are set up for figuring this out. Right. Um, and we are a very data-driven company, too. We spend a lot of time running experiments, looking, you know, uh, we have a huge analytics team mm -hmm. with some really talented people on it um, who are always trying to, to crack at these things. Or take it. Uh, but what we really have to do is keep trying stuff. Right. That's the only way we're going to figure this out. And to your point that if you go 
by the data alone, you, you'll just end up with the most popular item. We talk about a right. lot about this with like the buyers at department stores or online e-commerce stores. The data can, o- can only do so much. Mm. So what's that, what's that last push where you're like, you know, throwing in like the wild card? Like how do you, how do, you do that in a smart way? That's still not, because it's still, it's fashion. It's, it's, you know, it's not hard data science. So where do you bring in that, that last element that's a point of view, a curation, a perspective? And is that what your cust- what the customers are looking for? Yeah, I mean, her name is uh, Kim Tran. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's a joke, it's but, it, but it's true. Yeah. I mean, that that we 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 have some people who help uh, beyond the data, uh-huh. kind of. I mean, obviously, our we have a buying team. Well, actually, goes before that, right? Just the designers, right? Mm-hmm. We're working with uh, de- all sorts yeah. of designers, and they are having this crazy creative process right. that is so cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we have our buying team who then, you know, takes that and what's going on. And, you know, I mean, we give a lot of data back to the designers, too, about what people like, what wears well. Right. Um, and then, you know, but we make our selections of what we want. That gets added into our ecosystem. Mm-hmm. Um, and then our customers start letting us know what they like and what they don't like. Mm-hmm. Something we have noticed in real life is people are willing to make much bigger risks in real life, mm-hmm. uh, especially with selection, than they would on the Internet. Even if they see an item in the store. Absolutely. So if you think about it, um, on Amazon, if you're looking for uh, a Wi-Fi router, why not? Just mm-hmm. pick it up. I should have a list of random products I can try to use. Right. A, t- a tire. We'll go yeah. back to that one. Yeah. Uh, if, if, you're, if you're looking up a wireless router, you're just going to pick the one at the top that has the highest ratings. I mean, right. maybe one in the top three. Maybe you didn't like the color. I mean, yeah. for the most part, you are just straight out going for what's recommended because mm-hmm. um, you know there's shipment I mean there's, yeah, there's all sorts of reasons why I do that I think when you're in real life if you actually had all the, the routers out in front of you and we'd already kind of pick some ones we think you might like mm-hmm. uh, you're more likely to go you know with a different brand or something more unusual mm-hmm. uh, maybe even spend a little bit more on the item uh, and we found that in stores so that people you know, people will try braver fashion decisions in real life than they will online mm-hmm. I, I feel like when you're shopping online there's less of that intimacy right you have um, so much information in front of you that you don't that that sort of like gut instinct never really comes into play yeah and you're you're also if you're including shipping there's like a slight risk aversion there because like right. oh if i don't like it i gotta send it back yeah. where you know if you see a, a crazy jacket in a store and you put it on you're like oh i think i could pull this off and the best part for us actually is like you Let's say you bought a quote-unquote brave jacket mm-hmm. at a designer. Yeah. <laughs> right? You wear it out with your friends, and then, you know, almost immediately, you're like, that kind of floats to the back uh, of your closet. Right. It's too noticeable. Right. Or you're like, yeah, yeah, everybody would know it. Yeah, right. exactly. They're like, oh, she's wearing that jacket again. Yeah. Um, you know, there's this terrible inverse relationship between how how unique your clothing is. Right. And, and how often people you notice. wear it. Exactly. Yeah. Um, but for us, that's... We love that. Mm-hmm. For us, that it, it it costs us no different for you to wear something, you know, quote unquote, standard or boring, mm-hmm. um, versus <laughs> wearing something braver that you only want to wear once. Right. Uh, which is actually specifically, uh, well, it's a behavior we're seeing our customers do. So, we have a large number of people. Our, our current uh, offerings only allow for four items at a time. Mm-hmm. Um, that is something that you can imagine our customers are letting us know they want more. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and uh, we actually only started with that lower number uh, just so we make sure we have enough stuff. Right. Um, but 
they have multiple accounts. Mm -hmm. They've signed up multiple times, and uh, they actually have closets that only have the basics in them. Oh, wow. So they're operating multiple Rent the Runway unlimited subscriptions at yes, once. Yes, yes. That's, a, that's almost a full-time job. Yeah. I don't know how they do this. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know either. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's. It, I think they they really seem to enjoy it. Actually, there was a Nightline segment uh, recently where they actually profiled somebody who had, had done this with their life and emptied out their closet. That's interesting. Um, and just, just used us. Um, you know, which, it, which, by the way, we didn't set that up either. Right. Like, they found so this was just, like, a story <laughs> about... Well, you know, I think we've done this with a bunch of other things, right? Like, how many CDs do you own right now? Uh, none. None. Literally none. Um, I bet in the... Uh, Ten years ago, you were buying stuff digitally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you buy things digitally now? Nope. You have a subscription. Let me yeah. guess. You're on one of the subscription <laughs> services, which is what everybody's doing, right? Yep. Um, like, you don't... The, these products that you are valuing because of an experience. Mm-hmm. Uh, like we could all wear the same beige like jumpsuit every single actually that'd be pretty fun. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but like Logan's run or something, right? right like right, like right. all wear like the same the same thing. Yeah. Utilitarian. Uh, yeah, we could we could do that, right? But we don't want to because, you know, I think it's it's a cultural thing, it's social signals. I think mm-hmm. it's something that people take a lot of joy in, how they express themselves. And it's so strange that we have um, the more you express yourself, the less you're likely to repeatedly utilize the thing. Like, right. Um, like it really doesn't make sense to buy that crazy jacket. Right. Like really? Like, <laughs> why? Do, uh, you are only going to wear it once mm-hmm. and it was way too much money. Right. <laughs> yeah. Um, that's another thing. Yeah. So we, you know, we're just like, and, and our customers are telling us, us this, right? Like, I feel like this, this isn't some weird idea that we kind of like popped out of the air. Like, you know, people are like, it, like our customers are vocally being like, mm-hmm. please let me get more items. Mm-hmm. I want more things. Uh, they very slowly over time, people get more and more accounts and more and more items, and it's just it's kind of addictive. I we don't have a menswear line yet. And oh yeah, that has to be coming. I mean, I Do men rent clothes or would they rent clothes? I cute That's sweaters a, for the whole winter yeah. and shorts over the whole. I would, I absolutely would. Right. Yeah. Um, and it, like beyond the tuxedo. Well, so that's, I think the original event business, tuxedos were already there. Mm-hmm. It's true. Why would a guy do that? Mm-hmm. Um, but I would love to wear something new every day to work. Right. Um, but <laughs> I, the, <laughs> that is not my decision to make, unfortunately. Right. I just build the cool stuff. You can push for it. Yeah, maybe. Uh, maybe. Yeah, we're almost, we're almost out of time. Um, but before I let you go, what do you... I know you guys have a good relationship with your brands. You feed um, a lot of data back to them. You have a lot of mm-hmm. great insight into like the millennial customer. But what a, do they ever say anything like, okay, but you're training people to stop buying clothes. And that has to be bad for me. So that is not true. Or that doesn't really happen because... <laughs> Most high-end brands make their money off (laughs) extra licensing, Mm -hmm. stuff like that. Like like really, really high-end brands tend to not make most of their money off the clothing. Mm -hmm. Um, And fast fashion, the companies that rip off what designers do, um, and they rip it off very, very quickly and for a very, very low price, those are the people that, uh, that is what is really hurting the pocketbooks of designers. Um, we, we come in and buy stuff right. from designers that it, in volumes that they're not used to mm-hmm. ever selling. Right. Um, and we can bring those out to a bigger audience. And I think the unique, unique voice of these artists is something that uh, is really amazing to me. I have no ability to do this, right. and I'm so happy <laughs> they do it. And we get to bring it 
Uh, we just take care of the logistics. Right. Especially when it comes to the crazier jackets. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, they want to have sold it. I want, I, want <laughs> I want more creativity in all this coming forward. Right. Hopefully, that, hopefully that's yeah, happening. Right? I'm sure it is. Uh, well, thank you so much, Hampton. We're unfortunately out of time, yeah. but I appreciate you sitting down and chatting. Thank and you very much. I'll be looking out for the Soho Rent the Runway store <laughs> in your office. Right on top of a rose. <laughs> yes. Uh, all right. Uh, we'll be back next week with another episode. And thank you for listening.